Welcome to the Financial Coaches Podcast, where we talk about how to build your practice from startup to scale up while being the kind of coach your clients crave. Finally, a podcast for financial coaches. Here are your hosts, Maria Casillas and Cody Sizemore. Well, hello, hello, and welcome back to the Financial Coaches Podcast. Uh, Today, we actually have another question uh, from one of our listeners and from one of the people who are in our Facebook group as well. Um, And really, the question really just, it came up organically. So um, I actually was talking to this individual about her like packaging and, you know, her structure for coaching and like her pricing and stuff like that. Uh, And the, the topic came up to where she said that she felt very uh, high pressure uh, in regards to her discovery calls. Um, And, you know, she felt like it's just a lot of stress. There's a lot of pressure from it. Um, And she doesn't like that feeling. And I was like, okay, cool. So we dug into it. And figure out what was going on. I'm sorry. Can yeah. I ask a question? Um, is she the one feeling the pressure, pressure and stress, or is it that her potential clients have said to her that they are feeling the stress and pressure? Great question. So she is feeling the, okay. the, uh, the pressure, um, and because of that, it's also causing the potential clients to feel that too. Got right? it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, yeah, and and. Uh, you know, I'll just, I'll go ahead and just say her name. So her name's Amanda. So Amanda, uh, surprise, we are <laughs> doing your question on the air. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thank you for providing it, Amanda. Yes. Yes. It's going to be a good conversation. Um, so basically like she, like I said, she said that she was feeling a lot of pressure, uh, because the way that she had things currently set up was that she would go into a discovery session uh, which would be anywhere between 30 to 45 minutes, she said. And that that meeting would be basically where she would gather a bunch of information from them, see where they're currently at, see what their goals are, and then go through her entire program, like walk them through like what everything was entailing, like what you'd cover, you know, how those goals can align with this program. And mm-hmm. then from there, pitch the coaching, pitch the price, and see if they want to start joining. Okay. Um, and to be totally transparent with you, when I first started coaching, that's exactly what I did too. Mm-hmm. I did that exact thing. I wonder um, where that's coming from then. Like, is there is there a program out there that teaches that specific approach? Or is that just something that intuitively you guys did? I think it's an intuitive thing because I, okay. I know from experience that a lot of coaches do that. To where mm-hmm. like, you know, they, they get someone on the line. And they want to make them a client so that they're like, I'm just going to pitch it right away. Got it. You know? Um, so it's kind out of, of out almost, of desperation. Yeah. Almost out of fear of like, you know, if I don't do this, then maybe I'll lose them kind okay. of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, which is totally understandable. I mean, that's what I went through myself. Yeah. And and the pressure that she feels with those discovery calls, I totally recognize that because I too felt that pressure. You know, like every time I... Every time I just started a conversation with someone or, or wanted to build a relationship with someone, it felt like I was entering this call to where I was like, all right, I'm going to talk money and I'm going to see if they want to buy in or not, you know, mm-hmm. and it was just very high pressure. Um, and I suggested to her uh, to make one small shift that 
I had actually made um, over the last nine months or so uh, that really, really helped not only my conversions, but also just my comfortability. You know, um, I think the best way to describe this is that if you were to try and cram everything into that first initial call, you're essentially asking someone to marry you on the first date. Mm -hmm. And nobody wants to do that. I think that Michael Scott tried doing that one time and it did not, <laughs> pretty, it did not end up well for him. Right. Uh -huh. um, and by the way, I've never seen the office, uh, but <laughs> which I just that, found out a few weeks. Right. Ago. Right. <laughs> but that's, that's the whole point is like you, if you try and just like cram this in, um, it does cr cause a lot of friction and it, it, for both you and the potential client. Right. So, I have found that if you were to split it up in between two different sessions, two different discovery sessions, um, that it's way less pressure on everyone involved uh, and your conversions skyrocket as well. Mm -hmm. um, so, it, I mean, does that make sense, Maria? Yeah. So the very thing that you were afraid of actually skyrocketed. Was it, like you, it was, you, it was, a, it was, yeah, it was the solution. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It does make sense. One of the things that came up in my mind before you mentioned separating the two or the one session into two is if you're trying to do all of that in one session, doesn't that ultimately mean that you are assuming every single person you talk to is a good client, like a good fit right. for you? Right. Exactly. Okay. So, so there wasn't even any there wasn't any distinguishment between, okay, like if, if she realized it wasn't a good client, did she just say, okay, that's enough. We don't need to do this anymore. Like, was she only pitching it to the people who, after she gathered the information? So maybe Amanda, that I you don't can, know. maybe you can share that with us later on. Uh, and maybe Amanda was doing that. Maybe she uh, gathered all the information, realized that it wasn't going to be a good fit and just didn't continue with the second half of that conversation. In which case, you know, this is a moot point. Uh, but if indeed there was this fear around, I want to make sure I have any client that I can get and I want to make sure that they, I don't make the decision for them. They get to decide. And you, you were going through that entire process with every single client. Then I would say that even if your conversion rate was good, it can't be fun <laughs> to, right. to actually coach with these individuals if they're not great fits. Right. So that's right. what came and, to mind for me. And that was something that I actually had to learn the hard way myself. It was because when I, when in my first year of coaching, uh, I had brought on clients that I found out that I probably shouldn't have mm -hmm. uh, because they just weren't the type of person that I really liked working with. Since making this shift of splitting it into two different uh, sessions or two different consultations, I have been able to sift those people out. You know, if, if like in that first, that first consultation, I just don't feel like this is a good fit. Uh, then I just give them like a, you know, uh, quick tip and I'm just like, here you go. Like, I think that this might help you keep in touch, you know? Right. Um, and the people that I do feel like I want to coach, I invite them onto the next one. And then when I actually do pitch my coaching program, I tell them that I mm -hmm. tell them that I say, you know, I invited you onto this call because of these qualities that I picked up on them in the first call. And just so you're aware I don't invite everybody onto this call. 
Mm-hmm. So it makes them feel like you're you're almost like choosing them. Yep. Right. Well, and it, it doesn't is, just make them feel that way. You really are choosing it's them. Fact. Yeah, yeah, you are. You yeah. are choosing them, um, and that makes them feel good. It makes them feel like they're, you know, the chosen one, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> but the way that I've kind of structured things is those two different consultation sessions, and okay. basically the way I break it down is like the first one is a shorter one. You know, it's like probably anywhere from 15 to 20 minutes. And that call is really just to see what they have going on currently, what their goals are, and how they feel about things, how it's affecting them, you know? Mm -hmm. And just knowing that, you know, you can just have a conversation about it and you can kind of pick up on like who they are and like, you know, uh, what their drive is and like what the reasoning behind things are. Um, and you can pick up on a lot to see if you want to invite them on to the next one or not. Before you move move to the second one, I know that a lot of our listeners are very uh, practical and they like, you know, check boxes and lists or type A personalities. So let me ask you, you made zero mention of numbers, of statistics, of debt load, any of that stuff. When you mentioned the first call, you just said kind of like, where are they? How are they feeling about it? What are some of their goals? Sure. How um, could you give just a couple of specific questions that you might ask in order to gather some of that data that you just mentioned? And yes. And also, is it pretty accurate that you really don't touch a lot of numbers in that first no, session? No, in the, in, the, in the first session or in the first meeting, I... I have it split between two. Like I do talk about numbers quite a bit. Okay. Um, and then I also talk about other things. So okay. I'll just walk you through. Yeah. So, so since it's only 15 minutes, for those of you who are listening, since it's only a 15 minute conversation, there's no way that he goes through an entire cash flow or budget or anything like that. No. So do tune in because now he's going to share like what, what are some of those specifics that you would ask for in order to get a, a pretty clear picture of the numbers and their feelings. And we're going to hear how does he determine whether or not there's someone that would be a good fit for him. And yeah. he didn't even know he was going to do all this today. So, Hey, here we go. <laughs> on the toes. So I always ask them, um, you know, what, what caused them to reach out first thing. Um, then I ask them, you know, how old they are and what they do for work. Okay. Then I ask them what their income is on a monthly basis. I ask them uh, what sort of debt they have and, you know, the amounts and also the, the payment on those. Um, I ask them what their savings looks like, whether they have it or not. Um, I ask them if they're currently investing into retirement at all or any other sort of investing. Um, I ask them what their living situation looks like. Uh, so, you know, and, and I like to phrase it that way mm-hmm. uh, because like, you know, it's it's like, do you pay rent or no? Do you, do you have a mortgage? How much is it? Um, what does your living situation look like? Are you living on your own? Are you living with roommates? Do you have a family? What does that look like? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, I ask them what their goals are. Um, and I just say, okay, like, what do you want to accomplish here? Then from there, I ask them when they think about their situation or even just the topic of money, what sort of like thoughts or feelings or emotions come to them? And then I ask them, if they were to be 100% honest with themselves, what do they believe is the number one thing that may be causing them to be held back from where they want to be financially? 
all of that information tells me pretty much everything I need to know about that person. It tells me where they're at. It tells me how they're feeling. It tells me where they want to be. And it tells me what maybe uh, one of their weaknesses is too. Right. So from there, I then say, okay, cool. What I want to do is basically just take this information and just let it digest a little bit. Um, I basically just need like the rest of the day uh, to essentially take this information, let it digest and essentially put together a game plan for you to where I can, you know, say, Hey, like, this is what I see might be one of the best um, or it might be a good option for you to pursue. Uh, here's why I'm suggesting these things. Here's how I would suggest to do it and just see if it resonates with you, you know? And, and if, if after we go through that, if it is something that you feel like it resonates with you, um, and we talk more about like your input on it as well, then cool. Like we can talk about potential coaching and, and see if you'd like to move forward from there. Is that something that you would see value in? Mm-hmm. I love that. 100% of the time they say yes. Mm-hmm. So then you say, okay, great. That call is going to be a little bit longer, maybe like an hour to an hour and a half. That way I can unpack everything. We can get your input on it. We can answer your questions and we can talk about what the coaching would look like as well. And then you just schedule it. You Mm -hmm. schedule that second call and that can be the next day. It could be a few days later. It could be the next week, really whatever works for your schedule and their schedule. Um, But that way you have that first one under the belt. Yep. And there's no pressure, you know, even when you're talking to these people in DMs or phone calls or emails, whatever, it's not like you're trying to pitch them on a sales call right away. Like it's just an invitation to talk to you. Mm -hmm. Do you call it something? I call it a discovery session. You do. Okay. Yep. Um, Mm -hmm. And the, the, Second call, I call a transformation session Mm -hmm. because that's where, you know, the transformation could potentially happen. So the person who, um, by the way, I I do agree that you're getting a lot of information with those very, very specific and well-played questions. Um, I think you're also going to get a lot of underlying information (laughs) as well. So, you -hmm. know, based on the answers that they give you, you can tell if they are just, you know, surface answers or if they've actually put some thought into what they're saying. Um, And sometimes that itself in itself can be an indicator as to whether or not they're going to be a good client with you. Um, I think one of my questions, and maybe someone else has this question as well, is let's say you get done with your 15 minutes and you already know at your gut that you don't want to work with this individual for whatever reason. It doesn't mean that they're a bad person. It's just maybe they're not a good fit. A, assume that you know another coach who would be a great fit for that person. And the second scenario is you don't know any coaches who would be a good fit for that scenario. What do you tell them when you say, I need to just, you know, mull this over a little bit. And, you know, it usually what you said earlier was it usually you tell them and then we'll call, you know, we'll do another call. How, how does that sound? I want you to assume for a second, Cody, that this is not a good fit for you. Mm-hmm. What does the end of that conversation sound like for them? Yeah. So I would, I would say, all right, um, thank you so much for giving me all this information. It's, it was really helpful and it, it really helped paint a better picture for me. Um, what I can say is that I personally don't think that I'm necessarily the right coach for you simply just because 
this isn't where my strengths uh, fall mm-hmm. in into place, right? However, I do have someone who is a really, really good coach um, who does work with these types of situations. And I would love to intro you to them if you're open to it. Um, you know, if so, just let me know, right? That would be one situation. Yep. The other way that I would say it is like, if I didn't know someone who, who was another coach, mm-hmm. I would say the same thing. And I would say, but at very least, here's a few things that I would suggest that might help either get you up and running or give you some sort of like relief or progress towards what you're wanting to work for. Here's number one. Here's number two. Here's number three. Hope that helps. You know, let me know if you have any questions and feel free to keep in touch. Okay. And if there's, by the way, fantastic answers. I love that. And I think that our listeners are going to be able to basically script that out for themselves and and give themselves a springboard. Um, Do you ever say, like, if there's a specific thing that you think if they worked on this, that they would be a fantastic candidate, do you ever let them know what that thing is and then tell them to come back at another time or welcome them? I know you said they can come back to you for, with any questions, but have you ever had a scenario where you say, you know what, I, w- I think that you would be a really great candidate to work with if ABC, you know, come back to me when those things are in place and, and we can revisit this. Yes. So I actually had someone, um, I actually did this with someone recently, uh, so I had talked to this person about a month ago and had my first 15 minute call with them. And they were the type of person that I would want to work with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I, I saw a lot of potential in them and for them. However, the thing that I knew just was standing in the way was that their income was just really low, like, like really low. Mm-hmm. Uh, to the point to where, like, it would not make sense for, for us to hop into a coaching relationship. Yep. Um, and also, like, it's just so tight that, like, them even trying to do very much would just be difficult in general, right? Okay. And, I, and I told this person that. And I said, you know, like, right now, I think that the biggest thing that you need to focus on is just trying to get that income up, right? Like, once you get that up, you'll be able to actually start making progress towards your goals and do it confidently and effectively. Um, But until that time comes, I just, I I think that we need to table this for now and then maybe we can talk in the future. Mm -hmm. And he was like super appreciative of that. He was like, yeah, I know that like, I know that that's the case. Um, I know that, you know, I, I am more than capable of getting that up. I just need to explore my options. And I was like, all right, cool. So, that was a month ago. And then literally yesterday he hit me back up and he said, Hey man, I'm about to start a new job and I'm bringing in a thousand dollars a week. Um, I got a car of my own and I just need to put a couple hundred dollars in to fix it. That, that little conversation that we had really put what I needed into perspective. And I just want to say thank you for that. And if we could set something up soon here in the future, I would love to. So we're talking next week. Love it. Yeah. And that's, I, income was one of the scenarios that I had in my mind, but I wasn't, I think it's so cool how when we don't plan these things, they just kind of 
come up. Um, yeah. yeah, I think that's great that you had a, <laughs> yep, yeah, here, I've got an example of that from this yesterday. Um, but yeah, I'm really glad to hear that you do that. I just wanted to hear, let others who are listening hear that that is a possible scenario as well. So we have kind of looked at not only how to divide your two, your one consultation into two, but we've looked very specifically at that first one and giving some really practical tips on how to close that conversation in several different scenarios, whether you wanna work with them and set up another session to help see, let them see what that looks like, um, or or maybe you wanna work with them and there's something that there's missing and you have to make sure they fix that, or that you don't wanna work with them and you know someone you can refer them to and you're not able to work with them and you don't know someone they can refer them to. We covered a whole lot on that first session. I don't want to close today's episode yet. I want you to tell us if there's anything that we would like to dissect on the second session that you haven't already just kind of touched. Yeah. Um, so the second session, I think, is really a little bit more personal on the or personalized on the specific coach. Yes. Right. Like, mm -hmm. you know, like what they want, how they how they operate. Um you know, what they want to accomplish with their clients, how they want to pitch their coaching, uh, how they want to do their pricing, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's really personalized. Mm -hmm. um, I can tell you that for me, I give people like a very kind of like generalized plan. And then I say, okay, cool. Like now that you know this generalized plan, here's how I see like your specific situation fitting into that. Um, doesn't have to be exactly like in line, you know, like people's finances are personal, right? So right. like there might be some, some changes here and there, but this is how I'm seeing it. And then I ask for their feedback. I'm like, what do you think about that? Do you have anything else to add to that? Is there any changes that you would, that you would make? And then we talk about that. And then from there I say, okay, cool. Sounds good. Um, does this resonate with you? If the answer is yes, then I say, all right, great. I would love to tell you a little bit about my program and what exactly we would be working on while also working toward these goals in this plan. Mm -hmm. Right. And then I unpack that. I tell them the structure, how often we're meeting. And then I ask them if they have any questions about that, how they feel about that, all of that kind of stuff. If they're looking for something different, stuff like that. Um, and then I go into the discussion about the investment side of things. And, you know, just work that conversation and then close and try and close. Mm -hmm. That's, that's my structure. Fantastic. Um, I, one quick follow-up question is with the investment, since you have an idea from session one or a, we'll call it a, a and B, um, if you have an idea from session a, what their income is and kind of, and you don't know their entire cash flow, obviously, because we didn't get that deep. Um, but do you ever try to help them see how their investment in you can be found in their cash flow already. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I always say something along, along the lines of like, you know, we talked about let's, let's say that this person has a $5,000 income on, mm -hmm. a month, on a monthly basis. Mm -hmm. And let's say that they have uh, of the, of the expenses that we discussed, maybe they have like $1,500 worth of, of uh, either a mortgage or credit card payments or whatever it might be. And then I can look at that and say, okay, cool. So 5,000 minus 1,500 is 3,500. 
And then I don't know your exact budget. You know, like that's something that we would need to really dive into and something we can do in a coaching relationship. But if I had to take a guess, maybe your expenses on top of the ones that we've already discussed is somewhere between $1,500 to $2,000 from there, right? And I say, does that sound accurate? They give me feedback. Sometimes they say yes. Sometimes they say, no, it's a little bit less. Sometimes they say, no, it's a little bit more because of this or that. And then I take that into account and I'm like, okay, cool. So let's just say that it, that, that is accurate. So 5,000 minus 1,500 that we discussed minus 1,500 that, that is uh, still kind of floating out there that we've agreed on. There's $2,000 left. That's what you have available to you on a monthly basis that for some reason isn't working for you currently. What I can do is I can help you to get that to work for you. That $2,000 can do a lot of a lot of work, right? And a portion of that would be to invest into coaching. Not all of it, of course, but a portion of that would go into coaching to then use the other remaining part of it to work towards your goals and what you actually want to accomplish. Mm -hmm. So in order to save our fantastic listeners from having to hit the backward button, 15 seconds, could you please repeat that brilliant statement that you just made? And it's not because I don't remember it this time. <laughs> I, I actually do remember it and I love it. It was the statement about that you have this amount of money that is somehow or for any, whatever reason, not working for you at the moment. Mm -hmm. Say yeah. it again in your way. Um, I usually just say like, you know, you have this, this portion of income that for whatever reason is not actually working for you currently, okay, you stop. Know, whether it, whether it, you know, currently is, yes. is, is the word I think. That yes. Thinking, well, right? actually the whole phrase, I love, it. I love the fact that you're saying it's not working for you. I love that because it doesn't mean that they don't have it. You haven't even used the word waste. You've just said this money isn't working for you at the moment. And then I love yep. how you show that investing in your coaching program is a way to start that money working for them. Because so many yep. times people think of, you know, investment has to be like, it's actually making certain amounts of money and blah, blah, blah. That's not really what investment is. It is money that is working for you. Yes. And so you, you just, you laid it right there for them. So those of you who are listening, I think we've said it in the same, at least two or three times. <laughs> you don't have to rewind it anymore, but do make note of that. It's something that I think anyone who's listening today could start implementing right away in their conversations with the people that they're onboarding, for lack of a better word. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we, I mean, we could talk for an entire hour about that session, mm -hmm. the second session and like, mm -hmm. you know, how to how to phrase things to set yourself up to close effectively and, you know, the process of closing and all that kind of stuff. Maybe that's another conversation we could have on another yeah. day, but. Yeah, um, I think that'd be great. I yeah. do have one more practical question, another, you know, checkbox thing that I think you could answer easily today before we wrap up. And that is, sure. since you mentioned uh, that, that sometimes when you, when you say to them, you know, my guess would be there's approximately 1500 or $200, you know, or $2,000 of other money in expenses. And you said, sometimes they say, yeah, yes, that's true. Or no, it's more and more, or yes, it's less, whatever. Um, do you ever have them like in between session one and two, do you ever have them specifically look for that information so that they are well prepared for that question later on? Or do you not even have them look at their patterns and stuff until they've signed on to work with you? 
I think that you certainly could. Um, I personally have not done that, okay. not for any particular reason. It's not because like, I think that that's a bad move. I mm -hmm. think that could be actually a good move. Mm -hmm. um, it's just something that I haven't done personally. Okay. So if it's something that could be a good move, is that because it would give them just, I just have a feeling that when people say, yes, yes, that sounds accurate. You know, most people have no clue. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean that because they're, you know, dumb or, or just ignorant. I mean, they just, a lot of times are so removed from it that they just literally are going from payment to payment to payment or from transaction to transaction, et cetera, that they really don't know. And it, you, as you know, as well as anybody that a lot of people say, oh, I estimate that I eat out and it, you know, it's about $300 a month. And then when they actually sit down and track it, it's like 12, right? right? <laughs> right. So um, I, that's why I'm asking. I just didn't know if there was any sort of, you know, homework is probably the, a bad word, but uh, some sort of task that you give them in between session A and B that allows them to just be a little bit more accurately aware when you are playing with those numbers with them. Yeah. If anything, I would say, you know, if you were to give them like a homework assignment, mm -hmm. um, for them to just figure out like what their uh, regular and I guess you could say um, uh, like necessary expenses are, um, mm -hmm. you know, like stuff like car insurance, gas, groceries, like the that essentials, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. you know, phone bills, you know, that kind of stuff, you, mm -hmm. you know, the essentials, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. um, figuring that out. I think would be very helpful because the, we talked about this before, um, essentials and indulgences, um, indulgences. Yes. Yeah. The indulgences, that's, that's where the $2,000 is going more than likely. Sometimes. Right. Is, right mm -hmm. More than likely, you know, sometimes mm -hmm. there's like certain things that come up, but oftentimes I have found that the indulgences is actually why that money isn't working for them. Right. It's just going into the indulgences. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that, you know, like doing it, having indulgences is, is a really good thing because uh, otherwise you'll lead to burnout. Um, but sometimes it's like so crazy to like, like with what you said to where like people think that they spend $300 a month on, on, on restaurants, mm -hmm. but then they look at it and it's 1200. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and I've had so many clients where that's been the case and they come, they come to that like meeting and they're just like, I feel like I want to throw up. Mm -hmm. You know, um, yeah. so I think that finding those those uh, uh, essential expenses might be beneficial. For Perfect. Sure. All right. OK, well, this has been really, really good. I think that if you've been listening uh, with an open ear, not only have you gotten some really practical checklists that you can you know, start to put into place right away with your individuals. But you also got some high level thought processes about what this really looks like. Why does it have, make a difference for not only the person who you're trying to bring in, but also for you as the coach? Because if you bring in too many people out of desperation or out of um, you know, just chasing the income part of it, then you're going to just be burnt out because you're going to be like, I don't even want to get on the phone with this individual, or I don't want to, if you're still meeting knee to knee with people, like some of us nerds still like to do, um, you, like, do you even want to be in the same room with them? And if you're not, if you find yourself going, no, I really don't, then check your discovery session process and see where some of those tweaks could be so that you don't then lead to a whole bunch of sessions with people that you just really don't think you can help or that aren't going to enjoy those sessions with. Yeah. 
Yep. So hopefully that helped Amanda and hopefully that helped other people as well. Um, this, this topic of, of consultations, I actually love talking about this. Yeah. Uh, I think this it's is great. like one of the most, it's like one of the most fun things for me, you know, cause mm-hmm. it's exciting and it's like, you know, it has that like level of like, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, and I think that's just a part of me. Like I kind of like that, that risk, I guess you could say, um, but yeah, I, I have a lot of fun with these conversations. So thank you so much for bringing this question to me and to us. And uh, if anyone else has questions, you're more than welcome to join that Facebook group. It's New Money Habits Financial Coaches. Um, you can make a post in there. You could interact with uh, with anyone in there to ask questions just with the other coaches in there as well. Or you could reach out to either Maria, Maria or I directly. Um, and we can obviously answer the question uh, privately with you, or we could bring it onto the show and provide value through that uh, scenario as well. Yep. So, and remember, subscribe, rate, and review. We appreciate all right. of you who are already doing that, and we look forward to seeing what you say for those of you who are about to do it right now. You guys, thanks so much for tuning in this week. We will see you next time. <laughs> Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Financial Coaches Podcast. Brought to you by New Money Habits and Sizemore Financial Coaching. Submit your questions to our host by emailing podcast at newmoneyhabits.com. Be sure to subscribe to be notified of future episodes and join our growing group of like-minded coaches on Facebook. And until next time, happy coaching. Music provided by Summer School.